But for a lot of us out there, we don't seek the knowledge and the education. We don't seek knowledge and education from other people. So our mindset is limited. And the reason why it's so important is because if you're not expanding your worldview, how you're showing up in the workplace, how you're showing up in how you lead your team, you're being fueled by, again, those set of beliefs and those assumptions. But are those assumptions and those beliefs accurate? Join me this Thursday as I join my squad, my team, Act Leadership and Management Consulting, as we take all of your business-related, leadership development-related, or even team member-related questions live this Thursday at 7 Eastern. Maybe you have an issue that you're trying to resolve. Maybe you're stuck somewhere. Maybe you just need some tools and strategies to get your business going. So join us this Thursday at 7 Eastern. The information is in my show notes and I can't wait to see you there. And don't forget, make sure you check out my YouTube series as well as go to my website because there are a ton of resources out there that can really help you take that leadership, management, and business to a whole nother level. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And this month has just been so pivotal. It's a transformation. It's a transition type of season, just all the good teas. And I officially did my commencement ceremony. It was virtual. I would have preferred to be there physically, but of course with COVID, everything is social distancing. However, after doing it, I went live and I provided some tips and some things that I really think that leaders need to be aware of. And we're going to talk today about five reasons why leaders should seek further education, why you should consistently look for knowledge and ways to grow mentally, and how you can really utilize tools as you're furthering your education to become a more effective leader. So get your notepad, your palm palace, whatever you do to take notes. And let's get into today's message. So a lot of people ask me, why did I go back to school? A lot of people do ask that question. And for some of you out there, you might be like, it makes sense to go. But for me, I was pretty complacent. I was comfortable where I was at. I didn't necessarily need to go seek further education because my goal was to stay in the military, retire, and so on. But of course, things happen that can tend to shake up the plans that you specifically had maybe in one season. And for me, it was when I went to speak at an alternative school. And what happened was after I spoke, one of the participants, a young woman walked up to me and she needed advice. And she shared with me that she had one night, had a lot of drinks, end up getting you know intimate with someone and she ended up with child. Well, she was a soccer athlete. She had a full ride scholarship. And unfortunately, because she became pregnant and she took the brave decision to keep the child, she unfortunately lost her scholarship. So her question to me was, how am I going to be able to handle all of this? I don't know what I'm going to be, what I'm going to do about school. I don't know what I'm going to become. I am just lost. Like I, being a mom is new to me. 
I don't know what to do. How can you help me? So I provided her, provided her with some tools and I gave her some, you know, some, some things to kind of think about and talk to her about how I was a single parent with no help and how I've been able to really navigate life and, you know, just gave her some affirmations and some things that I think that she could do as practical steps to help her in the season that she's going through. But after I spoke with her, it really allowed me to start really reflecting. And this is the beautiful thing about when you're going out and you're supporting other people. There, It's important for you to go back and really self-assess. And in that process of self-assessment, I recognized that I needed to really make sure that I represented myself well. And of course, I didn't have to go to school. I mean, I already had three degrees and there wasn't necessarily another reason for me to go back to school again. Like I already had a pretty decent career, but she really pushed me in the back of my mind. I was like, I never want to have a conversation with another person and not have, and not say that, okay, This is what I was able to do specifically. And of course, every situation that we're going to go through, we can't specifically relate to. There's a level of empathy that you'll have to have if you can't specifically walk in someone's shoes. But for her, I had already been thinking about going to school. People had been talking to me about it. And that conversation and that self-assessment made me decide, you know what, I'm going to go back. Because the next time that a single mother, especially a young woman, the next generation of leaders, walk, they walk up to me and they ask a question like that. I want to really be able to be like, listen, I was able to do it too. And although, yes, I'm no longer a teenager, I'm a grown adult at this point, I still have to wear a lot of hats. I'm still a single mother. I'm still having to really balance a lot of things that I'm doing today. So I wanted to really really be that example for her. So she has been like one of the driving forces of why I've been such a go-getter. I mean, outside of my children, outside of just really trying to utilize and leverage my career and all the opportunities I have available to me, she has been the driving force of me pushing for more. Because as a single mother, our experiences are so unique. We have to navigate our lives so differently And I want to be able to let people know what's possible, even in the midst of what people consider is a limitation. I heard that language so much. Hey, as a single mom, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, well, you have to be mindful of this. And I've always had that mentality to prove people wrong because limitations is not something that I'm around. And that's why it's so important to have community and people around you that have a different mindset. Because there was a time where I was like, you know what, let me keep it safe. I'm a single parent, two kids. I'm traveling all over the nation. I mean, my children are basically military brats at this point because we've traveled and we've moved so many times. But I didn't want to have that mindset. I wanted to create a life that was different than, you know, just having that survival mindset. I want to live. So she has been the driving force. And from there, I went back to school. Um, If you guys probably hear in one of the commercials later, I wrote two more books. And I've really been just striving to show what's possible, even in the midst of adversity. And I'm a faith faith focused person. So, you know, of course, with faith, with God, I've been able to really pivot and navigate effectively. But as I have been pursuing this, I really wanted to talk to leaders today about the importance of seeking further education and why me going back to school was so beneficial for me. Because in the beginning, 
I was focused, um, a lot of the information that I was learning, I majored in criminal justice. There was a season where I wanted to be an FBI agent. Yes, I wanted to be an FBI agent. I'm a big action movie fan. So watching a lot of movies like True Lies and all of like the cop movies and FBI agent movies and secret agent movies, I had that vision of being an FBI agent one day. I even applied to be a correctional officer at one point when I was 18, but I wasn't a, a U.S. citizen yet. So I didn't get the job. I'm actually glad I didn't because that probably would have changed a lot of things. I was even considering becoming a police officer. I always wanted to serve, but I wanted to be cool with the gun and like kicking down doors and all that too. So, but anyway, that's why I initially um, focused on criminal justice. But now when I went to the school I went to and they added the social justice component, what the blessing in it is it because it started to change my perspective on a few things. As you guys notice, DE&I, diversity, equity, inclusion is something that I focus in on. I support a lot of organizations in and the social justice aspect of what I was pursuing allowed me to see things from a different lens, get another understanding. So when I did speak on the topic, I had the facts, the data. I was engaging in a lot of conversations and around different type of minds as I was pursuing this, you know, this bachelor's degree and just going through the school experience. And again, I mean, I had been out of school for years. So it was the other aspect of intimidation of like, okay, I've been out of school for so many years. Am I going to get it? Is it going to be, is it going to be challenging for me? Am I going to be able to do it in my situation? And it was just literally sitting down, really working through my time management and identifying how I can fill the gaps of my life but do it effectively because for a lot of us, we're spending our time doing things that aren't necessarily productive. And yes, I'm not saying you need to go out and juggle all the things that I juggled, but I knew for me, I had a goal in mind. And if I have a goal in mind, I have to make sure A, that I'm supporting my children effectively because they are the number one priority. It's great to gain the world, but I need to make sure that family is first, faith as well. And also making sure that I make time because I'm also a full-time military member. Like I had to juggle all those things. And in the midst of it, take a class, but take maybe one class at a time. So I took like accelerated courses. And through that, I was able to graduate with honors. And now I'm transitioning into my master's program in January, which I'm really excited about. But I wanted to start start off to talk about why I even started this process in the first place. Because, you know, for, for a lot of us, a lot of us leaders out there, we, we probably get complacent. We think that where we are in life is comfortable. But again, being in community, and I keep talking about community because it's going to start off with the kind of people you're around first as before I even get into these lessons. Because what happens is, is that if you're around people who are complacent, then you're not going to have the conversation about what else can you learn? What else can you do? You're not going to be thinking about what more you can do. And maybe you you might be that one person that steps out and does that, but it's about the language and the mindset of the people that you're around. We constantly have to assess our circles. And regardless if you're 40, 50, 30, 20, whatever your age range is, as you're listening to this message, this podcast today, know that there's always a season of becoming. I love Michelle Obama's book because her story, it wasn't just solely about, you know, the this woman that was married to a president. It was about a woman that was constantly developing and growing, constantly self-assessing, constantly Constantly recognizing that I can be more for my children. I can be more for myself. I can be more in managing this situation I am with my husband. I can be more as a spouse. There's always more you can do. 
And in every season that we're in, there should never be a level of complacency. Yes, there should be a level of comfortability. Of course, it's not necessarily saying that you need to be grinding 24-7 for the rest of your life, but there's always different things you can grow. For instance, I did a client assessment with a 57-year-old woman the other day. 57 years old and she's comfortable. She's been doing um, her career. She's been in her field for 25 years and she didn't need to listen to, you know, the little, little millennial me. But she took time, invested in getting some self-awareness. And she was just like, you know what? You don't realize how this information has blessed me. I know exactly how I'm going to pivot in this season. It's confirmed this and that. Like it was, it was amazing even for me because, I mean, I've I've did a, did assessments for you know other individuals, but for her, she just had a moment of just like, wow, I really need to do this. I really need to do that. So there's never an age. There's never a season where you can't learn, assess, continue to develop. And although you might necessarily not necessarily have to pursue some type of education at an institution, but there's some type of education you could be doing from, you know, investing in coaching. It could be something that you could be doing and getting a certification. It could be even, you know, investing in a product or something and just learning something new. But what are you doing to constantly grow? So one of the first things that we want to consider when we're thinking about really the first reason why I think leaders should constantly seek development and growth in education is because it will develop your worldview. Now, what is your worldview? Your worldview is a set of beliefs and assumptions that you have that's derived from your upbringing, experiences that you had, your culture. I'm West African. And as being a West African, my worldview was really different. I saw things from a different perspective. And the way I learned about the United States was from television. Even when I came to the U.S., I learned about certain things from TV, but that wasn't an accurate depiction because, of course, we know TV, there are certain aspects to the TV shows. They have themes. They want the character to look like this or be like this, and that might not necessarily be a representation of all of the of America, all of people from a certain race or all people from a certain background. So... I learned about American culture from these experiences that I had by actually having face-to-face real-life experiences. And from having that experience, from being West African, coming to the U.S., learning about American culture, then joining the military, and then through joining the military, I got to be around another diverse group of people. And it also took me, and I traveled to multiple places, so now I'm seeing the world from different lenses. Okay, I'm in Texas now. I'm about to move back to D.C. It's just a different type of culture. So now my worldview is so different when I go into rooms or when I experience people because I have a view of the world that's so much different from other people. I have West African parents that travel back and forth. They, I see life from the lens of them as well. So I, my parents were immigrants. I was an immigrant. So there was a different perspective when I see, you know, things about immigration and my father's Muslim. There's a different perspective from being a Christian. I mean, there's so many different things that allows you to see the world from a different perspective, even from the church I go to, like everything. 
But for a lot of us out there, we don't seek the knowledge and the education. We don't seek knowledge and education from other people. So our mindset is limited. And the reason why it's so important is because if you're not expanding your worldview, how you're showing up in the workplace, how you're showing up in how you lead your team, you're being fueled by, again, those set of beliefs and those assumptions. But are those assumptions and those beliefs accurate? Because if you've only lived in one town all your life, you've had this one experience at this one place, and then you show up in the world and Typically, the workspace is the most diverse place that we're ever in. That is the most diverse space. And by being in that diverse space and you're seeing people maybe you've never interacted before, interacted with before. I remember when I first joined the military and I met a lot of people that were from down south. They have a different experience. They have a different swag, slang. It's just completely different. And there were some people even from um, different communities that never had seen a black person before. I had never been in front of somebody that was Hispanic before because the area I grew up in was mainly African-American. So I, you know, I was when I went to California, I'm like, OK, this is the first time I ever had a breakfast taco, tortilla, taco, eggs and bacon. And it's amazing. You know, there were so many different things that I got to experience and try because my worldview was changed. And I actually got to experience different cultures and connect with different people. And it's so beneficial for that because, again, when you walk into rooms and you're around a diverse team, and it's not solely about culture, race, um, demographics from that aspect, but that, and those are just examples, but when your worldview is expanded, you just see the world from a different lens. You function a lot differently as a leader. So what are you doing to check your worldview? I did a YouTube series. Make sure you go check that out. I'm doing an employee retention series, but that's one of the episodes we're going to talk about how to really develop your worldview and assess it first. And once you assess it, it's identifying if it's true or false. And is it true or false based off solely your lens? Or is it based off of your true experience from your actual education and from you being around those different people or exposing yourself to those different things to really know for sure if your worldview is an effective one? Because again, it's going to shape how you show up in your workplace and show up for your team. So that's one of the first reasons why you need to develop your, excuse me, you need to grow and point yourself in the, in the space where you are seeking for the education. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. As a graduation gift from me to you, I want you to go on my website and grab a copy of my new books. Not book, but books. The first one is Leaders Set Trends, Five Employee Retention Secrets You Never Knew. It's one thing to blow up. The next thing is what happens when it's time to build a team? Or maybe you work for a company and you're trying to retain the talent that you currently have. Well, you have to grab this book that provides tools and strategies to retain that effective team that's going to continue to push that mission and vision. And the second book, The Trend-Setting Woman, Seven Steps to a Redefined Identity After Heartbreak. This book goes into the soul and the process of personal development that I took for me to become a better leader, for me to become a better whole person, and for me to start practicing a new level of emotional intelligence and self-leadership. So go to my website right now and grab a copy of both of 
those books. A leader set trends, five retention secrets you never knew, and the trend-setting woman, seven steps to a redefined identity after heartbreak. Grab it at AishaThomas.org backslash shop. Again, that's AishaThomas.org backslash shops. Or check out the show notes and go to the link and grab one right now. Get one for yourself and a friend. So the next reason why it's important for you to constantly seek education, knowledge, and wisdom is because it aids in the reduction of bias. So again, a lot of the training I do, I talk about unconscious bias and what is unconscious bias. Those are those things that are fueling us and we're not even aware of it. The, it's similar to worldview because with worldview, this is information that is fueling you consciously and unconsciously. So you have those things that are conscious, like you're aware of it and unconsciously you're not aware of it. And now it's fueling and it's driving how you're interacting with people in the world, how you see things. And that unconscious area, that's the area we really need to hone in on as leaders. Because again, things that we aren't aware of, we need to be aware of. Because again, if it's fueling how we're interacting with people, groups, how we're showing up in the workplace, we want to really really have that microscopic lens on those areas so we can address it. And what really helps at it is education, exposure, really saying, I'm going to start learning and unlearning some things so I can become better. Again, I've been blessed with the opportunity to travel around and meet a different group of different groups of people to allow me to see things from a different perspective. But thank goodness for Google. Thank goodness for a lot of documentaries that give you the raw and real experiences of people from different backgrounds or from even if you're looking into, I don't know, the animal kingdom and you're learning about different animals. I mean, I'm, there are certain animals that I'm just not a fan of, but I can say it by watching the animal kingdom or one of those special I'm just like, man, I did not, I didn't realize this was like the life cycle of the eagle. And this is why the eagle did what it did. And it's like, wow, I didn't even consider it like that. So now when I ever, when I ever see an eagle, it's like, you see it from a different perspective and it's a great, and I know I'm using an animal as an example, but I mean, that's the reality. The reality is the more you learn about something, you see a different perspective. You start to gain empathy. You start to gain a different level of understanding that you did not once have about it. So when you see it, you look at it differently versus, again, those assumptions and beliefs that fuel you. And now unconsciously, it's driving you. And now you have this bias that's now affecting how you show up. We need to be better as leaders. So that's the second benefit of taking time to educate yourself and learn more and see more information because now you can see things from another perspective. The third reason is because it prepares you for other levels and stages of leadership. As I'm progressing to another level of leadership that's more on the executive tier, I had to start thinking about things from the big picture. I know we talked about that last week. We talked about the PPV process, right? We talked about the people process and the vision, the big picture, you know, PPP. You can say maybe it's picture process and people, but In order for me to do that, I had to learn about that. I had to seek education and education can also come from mentorship. Like I mentioned earlier, coaching, my education came from mentorship. I had great leaders that were, that helped me and put me in spaces where I can get the on the job type of education and training. They let me sit in rooms. They allowed me to sit in meetings. I was even an interim superintendent for some time. And that allowed me to see things and be in rooms that I would not normally have been sitting in 
if I didn't get those opportunities. So that was my level of education as well. And it prepared me for the space and the rank that I'm going to next because I was able to see things from a different perspective. And we have to, again, constantly think about where you were as a first tier leader, where you were as a mid tier leader or wherever you are now. It's different. Even when you're transitioning, you're an emerging leader listening and you're going from, hey, I was just a technician. Now I'm going into a leadership role. It's going to be different. You're going to be leading people who will want your peers. It's going to be a totally different perspective and lens you have to go in with. But what kind of things can you do to prepare yourself? Their level of soft skills that you need to learn, things like customer service or time management, um, those, those really important soft skills. And of course, there's those technical skills as well. But there are things that you can start utilizing and learning even through mentorship guidance, um, even through education to prepare you for these other layers and all, all these other opportunities that are coming your way. So it prepares you for the next stage. So that transition might still be uncomfortable because again, we naturally sometimes have confidence issues when we're going into new roles and question if we're going to be effective. But if you have a certain level of preparation, knowledge, and now it's just getting the on the job experience, at least you have something that can carry you into this next phase. And again, there's so many resources out there now where you can go online, pay a certain dollar amount, or even get it for free. You can click a button and you can get some tools and strategies to be an effective manager in the workplace or learn how to communicate well and things of that sort. So it prepares you for the next level of leadership and the next stages of leadership. The number four reason is because it supports effective decision making. Again, I did a video about that as well that kind of touched into the PPV process, people process and vision. But by you understanding how to make a proper decision, what steps should you look at? What things could you look at? That is going to be so beneficial in how you lead because decision making comes with those roles. And if you make the wrong decision, that could really shake up the trust within that organization. That can shake up, shake up how people see you. Say you're maybe so people focused that you're not thinking about the other aspects of your decision. And now you made a decision solely about the people, which is important. It's 100% important, but you need to also think about, okay, how is this also going to affect things 10 years from now? How is this going to affect things two years from now? How long is it going to take? And all those different aspects of it. So it prepares you for the level of decision making that you have to take, depending on the level you're at. Maybe it's a disciplinary issue. And now you have to really analyze that before you respond. Say somebody comes to you and they say, okay, so-and-so did this. And you just go and you just reprimand them right away. Instead of you saying, okay, let me sit down with this other person. Let me get their side, analyze the facts, maybe identify and find out if there were witnesses, talk to them and really go through an investigative type of process before you actually make a decision. Maybe you don't know that yet. I mean, even if you think back, maybe some of these leaders, um, leaders that are listening now that are seasoned, have you ever made a decision just off of just, you know, information that you got right there and then later on you regret it because you wish you would have gone back and you would have gotten more data. But there's a level of education that you can get from, again, mentorship, coaching, from seeking further education to identify ways that you can be a better decision maker. So that's number four. And the last reason, the last reason why it's so important and all of these kind of stack on top of each other is because it prepares you for change and innovation. Become that innovative change agent. Because now that you've developed your worldview and you see things from a different lens, 
Now you've been able to learn some things and unlearn some things so it reduces your bias. Now that you've been able to prepare for the other stages of leadership and you've gained the information to make effective decision-making, when it's time to change, switch, innovate, you have already prepared yourself for those those specific transitions. I mean, with COVID, there's a lot of leaders that are having to engage virtually. They've never done that before. Or they've had to, there's some CEOs that have had to make some shifts in how they do their business and interact with their clients. There's a level of innovation that you have to do. And that might take a lot of education. Okay, what kind of tools do I need to research to get if I need to go into a virtual space to connect with people? Okay, if I have to go about, you know, interacting with clients a different way, how am I going to do that? And how am I going to teach my team to do that as well? So there's education you're going to need in that. There's some businesses that have shut down because they weren't able to innovate. They're filing from bankruptcy. They have shut down because they have competitors that have come out and they've been able to navigate during COVID. There's so many companies that were birthed during things like the recession, places like, you know, Uber, Groupon. You hear Airbnb, all of these companies were created and developed during a recession because they still found a gap. They still were able to navigate even a challenging season. So there's a level of education that we can seek to say, okay, well, what, how can we do this? What is the best technology to invest in? Who is the best coach we can bring in? Who is the best instructor we can bring in? And that takes a level of research and education and finding out more. And then once they come in, they can teach you and educate you on what you need to do to be that change agent, to be that innovator. So those are all different ways or why you need to become more of a constant learner as a leader. Those five things are things you want to embed and embrace and do on a regular basis because the more that you do that, the more that you can show up more effectively. And for every stage of leadership, this never changes. Remember, we are constantly becoming, we're constantly growing. So even as I seek this next tier of education and organizational management and leadership, there are going to be things that I learned there as well. I'm going to connect with people from different backgrounds as well. So that information is going to benefit me because now I can take it into my business. I can take it into my workspace. And even a lot of the information I learned during my criminal justice and social justice classes, it was able to help me in my business and within my workspace. It allowed me to see the world a lot differently as well because it expanded my worldview. I was learning about things and experiences um, with people within, you know, different communities and backgrounds from taking those classes. So now my worldview is different. I'm able to look at information I see on the news or information. I'm just like, that's not real. That's not accurate because I was in the weeds of the data, the facts. I did so much research in school, so I know that's not accurate. So even when it says media is the only form of education you're utilizing, but you haven't taken time to educate yourself otherwise. Well, the blessing is I was able to go through classes, get the really stone cold facts to know that, oh man, I can't believe that. But there's a lot of people who are fueled solely by media and everything you think that you see online or see on, you know, on a TV show or whatever it is, is accurate when it's not. But thank goodness I took time to seek further education. And now I can see, okay, well, I know that's not really factual. And let me explain to you that it's not factual because X, Y, and Z. 
So that's been my experience with seeking further education. So however you do that, and again, it might be getting a coach. It might be through mentorship, on-the-job training. It might be just trying new things, having a conversation with someone you never had a conversation with, watching an actual factual documentary on you know, a certain group of people or whatever it is that might be able to really help you see things from another perspective. And now you can show up as a more effective leader and now you can stand apart because you not only have the IQ, but you also have the EQ because through all these processes, you end up develop, developing both areas. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are speak fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.